Welcome to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen following the journey of the players chasing their dreams in the Phillies farm system. Jeff, you helped them chase their dreams out to baseball town this week, though you missed the fireworks from last night. You were there on Tuesday night. Tell me what you saw. Uh, not so much fireworks, but a great game. Uh, and got to see Jimmy Rollins inducted into the Baseball Town Hall of Fame. So we got to talk to him a little bit about his journey to the major leagues. And then we got to talk to a bunch of players about their journeys on their way up. It seemed like you had a great time out there. And you did specifically talk to two players that were going to play their interviews. So I'm going to give you the lead in. Josh Steven, who had the walk-off three-run home run last night's Reading game to continue their six-game winning streak. Uh, first of all, I think we should take credit for for that because it seems like whenever we go out to talk something to the player, happens. something good happens. Yeah, I, I'm good with good karma, uh-huh. so we'll take that. It's better than the opposite. And then we're going to play the interview that you did with Colton Eastman, who's going to be tonight's starting pitcher for Reading. Tell me a little bit about them, and then we'll hit the interviews and come back. Well, uh, Josh Josh is an interesting case. At the beginning of the season, we talked about how Josh is the, was the fourth outfielder with the three first-round picks. Um, Josh waited his time. We talked about how he was patient with that continued with his regiment and and did a great job and is now really tearing it up and, and he's one of the youngest players in double a so it's exciting to watch him and it's exciting to watch his parents they're very into his uh efforts his dad actually on twitter this morning said that he needed to pay the photographer who got the shot of the walk-off <laughs> home run last night so better uh, watch putting those things in writing because you might have to follow through yeah right so tell me about colton eastman and then we'll hit the uh, interviews colton eastman has started the season in lakewood has made it made his way up to clearwater and is now excelling in double a and uh he's a guy who's he's working on his pitches he's working on different things and he's being successful the most recent is he's now working on a fourth pitch which is a sinker Nice. Let's hit the interviews and then we'll come back and talk more about it. We're here with Josh Steven in Baseball Town. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, it's a beautiful day to play some baseball, and uh, we're excited to uh, get after it with a brand new series and hopefully make a playoff push here pretty soon. Tell us what it's been like to be part of this team for this season, the fact that you're in first place, the fact that you're one of the younger teams in the league and, and doing so well. Um, I mean, just the chemistry with this team is is um, one of the best I've ever been a part of. Um, we come out every day. We, we compete every single day, uh, and we have fun. That's the most important part is baseball's fun right now. And obviously it makes it easier when you're winning and you're in first place and stuff, but just the group of guys itself, is it's, it's just a fun group to like be with, and it makes the grind, it makes baseball a little more enjoyable. It makes, makes it really enjoyable, actually. But it just when, when the day's not going right, it makes it a lot easier to just go on with, with what's happening. What, what was it like at the beginning of the season to be part of an outfield where you had three first-rounders uh, that were that were in there and to patiently wait your time. I, I don't know if you follow us, but we've, we were constantly saying, you know, don't sleep on Josh. Yeah. And Adam Hazley was nice enough to leave and go to the major leagues. So yeah. what's the experience been like for you, both at the beginning and now? Um, I mean, the experience has been... Um awesome I mean at first like I didn't get to play every day I wasn't in the lineup every day but I got to uh, play alongside like you said three first rounders um, I mean Mickey's one of my best friends Hazley obviously being a college guy I'm a high school guy you, I got to learn um, from him and just watch how like he kind of went about his business and stuff um, so that part was good and they told me hey waste your turn uh, when you get a chance to contribute contribute and uh, I feel like I have to this point and now that I'm able to kind of play every day and I get my opportunity now it's just 
take it and run with it. I understand your parents were a big part of your growing up and playing baseball. Uh, yeah, they were. I mean, my my dad played a little bit of baseball, but not too uh, not too competitively. But um, I mean, whether it was um, I needed to get to practice or extra training or hitting or anything like that, my dad always uh, supported everything and gave me every opportunity to get better at this game. And and, and in the off season, I believe they suggested that you uh, talk to a sports psychologist. Yeah, so I mean that was that was probably the biggest thing I ever did. Uh, it was probably the best thing I ever did for my self and my career uh, with baseball. Um, I mean, uh, I struggled last year more on the mental side of anything, and uh, it was the right time to go start trying to work on the mental side of the game. And it's made the it's made just baseball just so much more enjoyable and has opened up so many more opportunities and everything um, like with this game and stuff. So so for people that aren't involved in sports and haven't dealt with a sports psychologist, what is it that you work on when you are with them? Um, it's and just it, it's just working on like just a different perspective on kind of the way you look at the game. Obviously we're playing a game of failure. Um, so to try to find little, little successes in a game of failure, that's really, really hard to do uh, for most people. And I mean, that's that's kind of the that's that's kind of the key to success in this game is, I mean, you're gonna fail seven out of ten times, and you're and you're gonna succeed three out of ten times during the Hall of Fame, and to accept that and to be okay with that and just to to know that is is like super super key. But um, I'd say the biggest thing is just knowing like just it's, it was just a different perspective, a different. I got to look at this game and the process and everything through like a different lens, which I mean has helped a lot. In addition to mind, you've also, I think, revamped your your, your workouts, your off-season conditioning. Yeah, I definitely did that. Um, I started working out more like a football player, try to get really strong in the off-season um, and fast. Um, I also started hitting right as, right as I got home, uh, try to re redo some of my mechanics and stuff and make things more like fluid and everything. But definitely putting the work in the off-season, so um, I'm super happy with, with how this season's been going and just looking to have a good August and put a good year together. I, I get that you can work in the off season to get stronger, but for somebody that's as slow as I am, how do you get faster? Ah, uh, it's just <laughs> a lot of sprints. Yeah. A lot of like parachute work, a uh -huh. lot of like agility work. It's um it's not easy. It's not fun. But <laughs> you're a West Coast guy. I am a West Coast guy. Um, and you grew up as an Angels fan. Yes. Uh, what's it like being on the East Coast and being part of the Phillies organization? Um, I mean, the Phillies gave me this opportunity to, to live out my dreams, so I couldn't thank the Phillies anymore. Um, it's been a great uh, ro or just a great time so far being a part of the Philly organization. Um, it's a great group. Um, they really take care of you, and I mean, it's been it's been fun the past three years. Um, East Coast is, is is a lot different than West Coast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to get used to, like, the community and um, the East Coast and everything. But, I mean, it's a great place. Did you spend any time at Clearwater? Uh, I didn't spend time for the season, but I spent time my first, uh, my first season I was in the GCL. So a lot of people, when they first get to the GCL, spring training, Clearwater for the regular season, talk about the humidity. And I don't think people realize for ball players what that means tell us we've heard from spencer howard and others about pitching and how hard it is to pitch and get a grip on the ball for a hitter what is the difference playing down in that kind of climate 
Oh, I mean, it is hot and it is humid. Um, your batting gloves are constantly wet. It's, it's, you're going through a new pair of batting gloves. You're going through a new pair of cleats all the time. Um, a lot of pine tar. But, I mean... And the ball doesn't travel as far, ball, right? ball doesn't travel as far now. But, I mean... It's it's hot, but you find a like you everyone you find a way to get through it. You find a way to push through it. Um, everyone's out there in the same heat, so. Um, but yeah, it's a. It's miserable at first, but you get used to it. So I also understand that you got to spend some time with with uh, new Hall of Famer Roy Halladay when you were down there. Yeah. T t can you tell us what that experience was like for you? Uh, well, he was the first person that I kind of started working on, like the mental side with. Um, this was my first spring training. I went to Extended. Um, he was down there, and he was kind of the first person that I really started talking to about like the mental side of like the game and everything. Uh, but I mean, it's just a great opportunity to pick someone's brain that I mean was art was in the same shoes I'm in now and played in the big leagues for a very long time and he was a Hall of Famer so I mean he did a lot of things right obviously he'd be a Hall of Famer and it was just nice to kind of have somebody to like talk to that's kind of understands and spin there what what, what 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 did he say to you that that left a lasting impact on you uh, kind of just like like the greatest thing about baseball is you play you play a game the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day so you go for four tomorrow you can go four for four and then you're hitting 500 and that's unreal so um, just to not not to take so much like just hard on yourself like not to be so hard on yourself um, because I mean you go for four just enjoy the process enjoy it I mean yeah it sucks you went over four but hey tomorrow you get to wake up again and you get to play baseball over again it's easy for you to say that yeah did, did it is was it hard to implement it mentally uh yeah at first because I wasn't really uh I wasn't really um really looking to try to try to change like the mental side or whatever mm -hmm. um but over over the off season when I like put in like the work on the mental side and everything now it makes it a lot easier to I mean obviously yeah, you have your days you get in your slumps it's 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 hard to come to the field I mean that's just that's just normal but um it's a lot easier now to wake up the next day and be like hey today today can be a great just make today a great day and if it's not, it's not. You get to do it, to, get to do it again tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Well, as, as part of your journey, you also got to spend some time with one of our favorites, Pat Borders. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we've heard you talk a lot about Pat Borders. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with Pat Borders? So I first met Pat my first spring training. Um, he was an extended with me, uh, and he was my manager in Williamsport. Well, first um, of all, did you see the World Series ring? Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, we asked him whether or not he actually wears it around. The Phillies. He doesn't wear it around too often. Yeah, but he said I, he'll yeah. take it out if somebody gives him a hard time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's one. He's he's one of the best people I ever got to be around, and uh, he kind of really like took me under his wing, and I mean, really liked helped me uh, mature and just on the, like with baseball and and just 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 me in general. But um, yeah, he's one of the greatest people I've ever met. What what is it about Pat? I mean, Pat can come across there. Are times he can come across as charming or goofy yeah but for the most part he comes comes across kind of gruff yeah um, oh he is no he's uh he expects things to be done a certain way and if it doesn't happen then um yeah he gets i mean he'll he'll 
There is that side of him, but at the same time, he keeps this game so loose and so easy, always joking around, always giving people a hard time, always gave me a hard time. About what? Just just anything. What's the funniest thing he ever said to you? Uh, <laughs> that you can say on air? Uh... <laughs> I have no idea. Like he would just, he would come up to me and just, well, during stretch and just stand like right in front of me, and I start laughing. I mean, he would just, just be like, "What do you got?" And we like just start always joking around from there. Um, but he just kept things really, really loose, really, really easy. Um, obviously, some like extended's not easy to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, just having him around was it was it, it was a good thing for my career and just just me in general so you got to spend some time at lakewood yeah uh those are the longest bus trips i'm aware of longest bus trips ever um other than sleeping how did you make it through those bus trips what'd you do on a lot of netflix yeah a lot of movies uh card games yeah um just like bus games honestly it's kind of hard to sleep on those buses even though they're sleeper buses um but i mean you're with your whole team so i mean they get pretty fun Uh, i understand there's some card games that go on back in the locker room over here. Who's yeah. who's the most competitive guy in the locker room for, for those card games? Uh, honestly, probably Jeff Singer yeah. or Luke Williams. So we always play cards uh, before the game. How hard is it to, to pay attention to the game uh, when you're uh, in the outfield and you see the guys in the bullpen doing a kung fu dance or something else that uh, they've been known to do? That was a... Uh, that was for awesome Bo Stars walk-up song. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. But that's, it goes back to this team being just very loose. We make things fun. We have a good time. And it, it's just it, it all goes back to that. How, so. how much do you think about making the playoffs here? Um, I don't. I mean, obviously, it's 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 right around the corner, but it's something I don't really think about too much. Um, I just kind of think about showing up every, every day to play um, individually and as a team. And if we do that, good things happen, and then playoffs um, eventually follow. But I mean, no, nobody really like focuses like directly on the playoffs. Just coming out here every day, performing, um, leaving it all out there, competing, and if if all those things happen, then then I mean good things happen down the road all right for the people back in philadelphia that are going to hear this what what should they most know about josh as they're watching him move up the ladder oh man put me on the spot right here (laughs) um I don't know. I'm just a kid living a dream right now. All right. So, so. That's, that's good. We're going to be following you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck, it. Josh. Thank you. Thanks. We're here with Colton Eastman in Baseball Town, Reading, Pennsylvania. Colton, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, just another day. Yeah. So uh, it's 2 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, what do you guys do this early in the game? People think that you just come to a game a couple hours beforehand and you get ready to go. Tell us what it's like in the day of a minor league baseball player. Well, we show up, get a little tissue prep in, basically just loosen up the muscles, uh, just do a bunch of stuff revolving uh, pitchers warm-ups. Uh, after that, we play catch, we, we stretch, uh, hit BP and do all that stuff. I mean, if it were up to me, it'd be nice to show up a couple hours early before the game, <laughs> but you do what you got to do and you live with it. You've progressed through the system. This is, I believe, your third stop this year. Yes, sir. Uh, you were at Lakewood, Clearwater here. Uh, what What is the adjustment period that you have to get used to as going through the system this quickly? 
Um, for me, it's, it was a couple of things. One, it was the weather because I've probably been through three different forms of weather, but uh, that wasn't the biggest issue. But I guess it's um, the age group kind of thing, or like the higher you get, the better the players get. So you got to adjust to that sort of thing. And I say that was the toughest thing to do, but it's been it's been going pretty good so far. We talked to Spencer Howard when he was down at Clearwater, and he said that you mentioned the the weather that pitching in Clearwater is a challenge. Mm -hmm. What is it about? What is it? What was it to you if it was a challenge as far as Clearwater goes? It was those day games, man. Like. I mean, it was hot and you're sweating. Uh, after every pitch, I had to take my hat off and literally wipe the sweat out of my face. It was tough, but uh, other than that, it was trying to deal with the uh, the weather that Florida has because you don't know when it's going to rain. You don't know how long it's going to rain, and when it does, and the day you're pitching, you hope it passes so you can pitch and not have to wait another day. When you're at Clearwater, did you get? I mean, when you're at Lakewood, did you have the uh, the 14-hour bus ride? Yeah, yeah I had. Uh, I went on the two longest trips. I went to Lexington and Rome, and if those buses weren't uh, sleeper buses, uh, that'd be pretty <laughs> tough. I, I would not enjoy that. Clearwater's a little less. There's there's not that much travel, but you get you get a little more travel now that you're at Reading. Yeah, I haven't gone to anything ex uh, extreme, but uh, I, I went, uh, when I first came here, I went to Bowie, and that was only a three-hour drive. But we go to Hartford and. They said it was like an eight-hour drive or something like that. All right, on those Lakewood trips, what do you do besides sleep? Well, we played Uno to pass some time. Right. Uh, other than that, we sometimes we'd watch Game of Thrones because we traveled on a Sunday nights or yeah, Sunday nights thing when Game of Thrones came out. So we got to watch that for a few hours. I, I hear there's a lot of mean card games that go on. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. a lot of fun with card games. Who, who's the most competitive of the people that you've had to play with this year? That I've played with? Yeah. Probably Tyler McKay. Yeah? Yeah, down in Lakewood. Have you had a chance to play since you've been in Reading? Yeah, we play card games a lot. Yeah, is, is Moniac as bad as I hear? I haven't He's seen Moniac play. No, I haven't, I haven't played with Moniac <laughs> at all. But uh, Williams, Stevenson, they, they like to enjoy a few card games. So since you've been up here, who do you get, who do you get roomed with? On the road? Uh, no, here. Here? Um, I'm in a hotel. Oh, are you? Yeah, so I'm living the sweet life. Okay. What, why in a hotel? Uh, no no availability yeah. with any of the guys because it's so late in the season and stuff like that. So, What's been the biggest adjustment since you got to Reading? Um... <laughs> I wouldn't say the area because it's not familiar to it's not similar to Williamsport, but you know, same state, kind of the same atmosphere. But uh, I would just say living really got to get used to living in the hotel. So what is what is you know you got you went from Lakewood to Clearwater. It seemed like your stats certainly were very improved and obviously enough that they wanted you up in Double A. But by the end of the year, what clicked with you in Clearwater? Um. I don't know, honestly, but growing up, I always played with people that were older than me. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the more or the higher up I got, the more older it was getting. So I just felt more comfortable in that sort of way. Is there anything that that any pitches that you've worked on this year that you've improved on that's that's led to your game going to the next level? Yeah, uh, my sinker, because in college I was just a three pitch guy. When I got here, I was just a three pitch guy, and you know I've been asking a lot of people like I want to learn a fourth pitch, even a fifth pitch, and started working on a sinker, and hasn't drastically improved, but it's gotten a lot better from where I started. Is it is it something? Did you say I want to learn how to pitch a sinker? Or did somebody suggest? it to you no I was just fooling around with different uh, grips and stuff and 
during like uh, little inner squads or um, live BPs during spring training. And all of a sudden, I threw a pitch, and it just had the the depth of a sinker, and I just kept throwing it, and it just kept getting better. I heard that you uh, said that you enjoy signing autographs for kids. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Well, I mean, I never got to. I was never into that kind of stuff, but uh, my grandma loves getting autographs, and she just like she always tells me how excited she gets being how old she is, and I just thought. How does a, how would a kid feel if they got an autograph from anyone? So just giving them an autograph on anything, a hat, a glove, their shirt, and just seeing them so happy just makes you feel good. Have you ever seen a kid with your name on the back of their uh, jersey yet? No, I have not. Are you looking forward to that? I am. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that your grandma looks for autograph. Where, is, where does your grandma live? So my grandma and grandpa are originally from Cedar Woolley, Washington, but uh-huh. they always go to spring training down in Arizona. Okay. And they go to every game, and they try to get as many autographs as they can, preferably Giants because my family and I grew up a Giants fans okay but uh, other than that she tries to get whoever she can what's the best autograph that grandma has uh, she's gotten a Buster Posey yeah. uh, Madison Bumgarner Brandon Crawford stuff like that and then uh, she almost got Kershaw but literally right when she got there he was done signing <laughs> I've seen that happen with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so where did your love of baseball come from? Did it come from your grandparents? No, no, no. It came from my dad. Uh-huh. My, my dad, basically, I have two older brothers and one younger brother. But growing up, like I said, I play with older kid or brothers. Uh, my brother's age, like his friends and stuff. So right. just playing with them made me enjoy it even more. And the fact that my dad coached me for so long while I was growing up just made it a whole lot better. All right, what, what was the best part about having your dad coach you? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Probably just always having a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, see, so that we've asked people that question here, and some people say that the best part was, was you know, the way that their dad treated them, and then the worst was that they had to take some, get a ride with somebody else going home. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, um, kind of roles were reversed. Uh-huh. My dad was very chill. He's a very chill guy. He, yeah. He never got upset. If I acted out, you know, he'd He'd tell me what was right, what was wrong. Right. And I would probably say if it was a bad game, the ride home was probably the, the worst part because you don't want to hear about a bad game, but, uh-huh. you know, talking about it would make you feel better and stuff like that. Was your dad a ball player? Yes. He yeah. grew up playing ba- He grew up as a three-sport athlete in high school, uh-huh. and uh, he played basketball and baseball in, uh, in college. But you know. how, how about you? Did you play other sports? No, I was – well, I played basketball in middle school and then after that it was baseball the rest of the way all right so if if people in philadelphia have to get to know you very soon what would you want them to know about you um i'm a very easygoing guy mm-hmm. uh, if you come up to me i will talk to you i won't give you the cold shoulder if you have anything to sign i will sign it uh, i just want everyone to know that you know i'm a nice guy i'm not gonna turn my back on you you're a california guy right yeah no, so, so do you miss playing on the west coast i do i miss yeah. that weather a lot what what was about playing on california other than the weather anything else um just being familiar really just knowing that i had a lot of i knew a lot of people from california growing up playing travel ball and all that kind of stuff in high school and all that kind of thing uh in college that 
whoever I was going to play, I knew someone on the opposing team, so I'd always say hi to them before the game, after the game. Did, did any of the guys that you're playing with now, did you get to play with or against as a kid? Yeah, Connor Siebold. We were yeah. on the same team at Fullerton. Really? Yeah. And what was Connor like? Same guy, man. Easy going, <laughs> just always had a good time, uh-huh. great teammate. Enjoyed the game, competitive. Connor talked to us, uh, we talked to Connor in spring training, uh, um, and he mentioned how much of a benefit it was to play in college. Mm-hmm. Um, did you experience the same thing? Are you glad that you went to college as opposed to, you had the opportunity to go straight to the, main, to the minor leagues. Was it beneficial for you to, to go to, the, to uh, college? Absolutely, man. I mean, if kids had to know one thing and one thing only, it, wa- it would be to go to college, whether that be a JC, NAIA, go to college. It will not only help you mature as a baseball player, but as a person. I mean, not only are you trying to get your degree, but or trying to get drafted out of college, but you can also uh, strive for your degree and I think it's a two for one I think it really helps how much did you enjoy playing at Cal State Fullerton the best I yeah. enjoyed it so much <laughs> what was the best part about it um, being in Anaheim I think is Anaheim's a great city uh, having Disneyland right around the corner but uh, like I said the weather was always nice the teammates man I enjoyed playing with them lifelong friends forever and I always keep in touch with them R- rumor has it you're superstitious Growing up, I was. Yeah. But. What were the superstitions? Uh, in high school, I always had to drink a Red Bull before uh, before I pitched. Do you still do that? No. No. Uh, <laughs> and um, all the way up to college, I jump over the baseline because one day my dad was watching. It was like top 100 superstitions in baseball, <laughs> and I walked in as soon as it showed one pitcher. It was back when it was black and white, uh-huh. and he jumped over the baseline, and I was like, "That's pretty cool. I should start doing that." Yeah, but uh, that's kind of just uh, kind of worn off, honestly. Being a somewhat would say a professional, I want to take like a professional approach to it so now I walk on and off the field all right well this is maybe the most important question your next stop is likely going to be the iron pigs Mm -hmm. the iron pigs have a battle every year with another team and it's between the bacon and tacos and I hear you're a taco fan yeah I am Uh, how do you become such a big taco fan um and what kind of tacos in particular well my mom and dad would always make tacos and uh, they were just delicious. They're just the basic white tortilla with ground beef, sour cream, cheese, and green taco sauce. Uh-huh. And I just enjoy eating it. All right. Well, you just realize you're going to have to vote for bacon while you're up there. Oh, I will. All right. Well, Colton, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to following your journey. Thank you for having me. Just some fun interviews out of Baseball Town. Tell me what else is going on in the farm that's interesting. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that the Crosscutters have a star on their hands, Kendall Simmons, who just turned 19 years of age in April has been on a tear lately. He hit his eighth home run in the first game of a doubleheader. He's now second most in the league. He has six home runs in his last nine games. And in his last 10 games after having a talk with uh, Coach Borders, he is batting 387, six homers, 11 RBIs, and a paltry 1.49, uh, 1.494 OPS. Seems like a good conversation with Coach Borders. Yeah. Uh, tell me about the game tonight. Well, our, the guy we just interviewed, Colton Eastman, will be on the hill. Uh, so it should be fun. They're playing the Hartford Yard Goats. 
I hope everybody gets out there. Game starts at 7-10 tonight. You can catch Greg and Kirsten following us. Any final thoughts, Jeff? Let's hope there's more home runs tonight. Let's look for some more fireworks. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Now we head, hand it over to Greg Caserta and Kirsten Carbach as they take you up the first pitch for the Fightings here on 610 ESPN. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the ball games.